Hold down. Hold silent. Going, going, going. Go on, Welcome to the Current Market Insights Podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate. Each episode, we chat with real estate author and industry leader Peter O'Malley to discuss the current property market conditions and provide insights to assist you on your property journey. Hello and welcome to another edition of Current Market Insights. I'm your host, Kieran O'Brien, and with me as always is Peter O'Malley. Good afternoon, Peter. G'day, Kieran. Good to see you. Always good to see you, my friend. Uh, I want to talk to you today about an article that I have seen from the Australian Governance Institute. Uh, They've released their ethics index and... Surprisingly, oh, yeah. what did that say, Kira? Well, surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, they suggested that real estate agents are, in fact, the least trusted professionals. What do you have to say about that? Well, I'm shocked. Not <laughs> me really. Too, me too, yeah. I trust you. Thank you, Kieran. Well, who can you trust in the property market? I can trust the man who pays my salary, that's for sure. Uh I'm really interested actually to get your thoughts on this. You've been in real estate for quite a long time. Uh, I, on the other hand, am relatively new. I've been in the industry for a few years now. Uh, And I can say from my experience coming from the outside in that it seems to me that some agents actually are quite unprofessional, uh, but most of the ones I've dealt with seem like they're reasonably good people. Yeah, least trusted professional. It's it's probably worth pointing out that the barriers to entry to become a real estate agent are very, very low. So uh, real estate agents in that index have been compared with people that have probably uh, been to university and beholden to pretty strict regulation, whether they're in the money markets, the medical profession, uh, law, uh, etc. Where with a real estate agent, that person may have done a course for a week, uh, done a three-hour course every year in their – they've been in real estate, but they've actually never really had deep formal training and they're kind of winging it and being – what they understand a real estate agent is, and they're they're acting without the pro, you know the proper skill set. So, do you reckon that that low bar to entry attracts a certain type of person? Typically, oh look, I, I'm not here to uh, to beat up on on the industry, but the reality is, there's a lot of people in real estate that ended up in real estate because they flunked out at school. They might have started a trade or another career that they didn't like. Um, and the reason they ended up in real estate is because, A, you can earn good money if you're good at it, and, B, the barriers to entry are very low. If I wanted to stop being a real estate agent today and become a lawyer, I've got a fairly long path ahead of me. But if I'm a lawyer and I want to become a real estate agent, I can quit being a lawyer in January and be a real estate agent in February. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really interesting uh, point. I know when I joined the industry, there were some legislative requirements around, you know, being able to practice and, and uh, some restrictions around what I could say and do until I had certain qualifications. Uh, but as someone who's got, you know, tertiary master's level education, it wasn't challenging to get those, those certifications out of the way. It was really like for me, it was a weekend course kind of thing, as you mentioned, uh, certainly not a high bar. Yeah. And the regulation on how agents must conduct themselves and the training, the ongoing training training they must do, it's all there in the background, but there's not the inspection by the regulators to ensure this is happening to the degree that it needs to be. So there are things going on in the industry that result in, in, in results like this one where real estate agents come out as the least trusted profession of all. 
So given you've been in the industry now for over 20 years, do you think you've seen a change in professionalism in the industry, you know, as a general kind of rule? Uh, there's definitely been an improvement in professionalism in the real estate industry. So this result will be a hammer blow to many, uh, Kieran, um, and, and, and a, a bit of a surprise. What has become rampant in the real estate industry, which I think has contributed to to, to this result, uh, is underquoting. And I always caution people that do auctions is that when you do an auction and you quote a million dollars and the reserve's 1.2 and 15 people turn up to bid and someone buys the property for one two or one two five, uh, you look great and you're really, really happy and the buyer who bought the property is probably really, really happy with you. But you need to understand that 14 people walk away from that auction saying they just misled me on the price. And when you think about all the auctions that happen in Sydney each week, they range between 800 and 1,000 properties per week going to auction and the vast majority of those are using underquoting. It's little wonder that the public's trust in the in the industry and the system is is at the degree that it is. Yeah, certainly not surprising. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. I spend probably too much time trawling places like Reddit and, and reading, you know, commentary on a whole range of things. Uh, one of the common threads that I see, particularly around Sydney property, is just threads about uh, landlords, property managers, and how much, I guess, uh, like simmering distrust and dislike there is. Do you think that uh, a lot of that is is justified or do you think that property managers and those front-facing kind of rental uh, property people get a bit of a raw deal in terms of how they're viewed publicly? Oh, look, there is a bit of a pile-on against landlords at the moment. Let's have a look at a real estate agent and what their role is, whether they're a selling agent or a rental agent. They're a middle person on behalf of someone. So I certainly know that as a selling agent, I represent the vendor's best interests but I need to go out and engage with the buyer. And at any point in the market cycle, the advantage is with the buyer because there's lots of properties on the market, but there's not many people that want to buy. Or the advantage is with the seller, and that is there's lots of people who want to buy a property, but there's not many listings around and the, and the vendor has the advantage. So whoever's on the wrong side of the advantage play, if you like, will generally have a tougher time than the side of the transaction that's holding the advantage at any point in time. But because this we are talking about people's homes, their living arrangements, there's a whole level of complication and emotion that comes with it that the best real estate agents know how to manage and the undertrained real estate agents struggle to manage. Which is a consequence of a relatively low bar to entry, as you mentioned, uh, I wonder too if, if people do find it hard when emotions involved to separate the logic of this is not actually, you know, Peter, the real estate agent's property. This is, you know, his client's property and he's just acting on their behalf and their wishes. Uh, and lots of the decisions being made by property managers are not being made by the, the property manager themselves. Oh, absolutely. And many times over the years as a salesperson, I've had to take an unpalatable message back to a prospective purchaser and they've attacked me like I'm selling my house to them and this is the decision I've made and I've had to communicate that I am carrying out the vendor's instructions as unpalatable as they may be to you. I'm merely the messenger in delivering what their wishes are. Yeah, which is a tough situation to be in. Uh, I want to get your thoughts, Pete. There's been a few news articles over the last, let's say, month or two 
uh, talking about real estate agents making stupid comments online, you know, getting aggressive with people on social media, sending out emails to the wrong people, uh, you know, with some sensitive information or some, some less than ideal language. Do you think that they're relatively isolated or is that a bit of a problem across the industry? As a real estate agent, you constantly have people niggling at you and coming at you. Now, I'm not saying everybody niggles and comes at you, but if you're a real estate agent and it's all part of the game and you have, you have to rise above the game and, and, and conduct yourself professionally, which is easier said than done, but to get on social media and make disparaging comments about individuals is just the height of madness and you're, you're going to walk into a PR storm if, if that's your mode of conduct. In all walks of life, there'll be people that conduct themselves with decorum and there'll be people that, uh, uh, you know, act fairly crude and rude. And uh, as a real estate agent, you've got to be a master of all personalities and, and work through that in a professional fashion, which, as I say, is not easy to do all the time every day. So as we wrap up then, as an industry veteran, as someone who's weathered plenty of storms over the years, you know, you've had plenty of challenging clients alongside the great ones, do you have any tips or advice for any, you know, fresh or, or new kind of agents that might be listening uh, on, on ways that they can just best manage their own professionalism, but also ways they can improve their, their practice more generally? You need to win business on the right basis, Kieran. If you win business, whether it's a property management lead or a sales listing, if you win that business by over-promising to the client, you're ultimately going to under-deliver and that's where the complaints will come from. So if you don't have a harmonious and mutually respectful working relationship with the client and the only way you can win that business is by over-promising, you're better off not taking the business than taking it and having a... Uh, you know, having an issue at the back end of it. So act with honesty and you'll probably find it's a lot easier to deal with your clients in the long run. Uh, yeah, and be straightforward. If you're in real estate to tell all of the people what they want to hear all of the time, you're going to go wrong. Uh, there's many times each day where I have to deliver, for whatever reason, a message that the person on the other side of the desk or the other end of the phone doesn't want to hear. But as long as I deliver that message in an explanatory and respectful fashion, we can then decide where we go from there on each and every issue. But you need to get yourself into that position where you may not be a lawyer, you may not be a medical professional, but that's not to say that you can't carry yourself with the same standard of professionalism on a personal level. So even if the industry at large is rated as being the least trustworthy, on a personal level, people feel like they can trust you and that's where success in real estate will come from. Good advice as always, Peter. And I'd encourage any of our listeners out there who, uh, who want to learn more to come down and have a coffee with Peter. I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll get a good sense of just how professional and trustworthy he is. Oh, thank you, Kieran. And thank you all for listening today. I look forward to talking to you all next week. Thanks for joining us on the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate, the podcast providing real estate insights you won't find anywhere else.